This is Stories from the Storm, a series of oral histories on Hurricane Harvey from Houston Public Media and the Houston Flood Museum. Today, Sylvester Turner, the mayor of Houston, and Ed Emmett, Harris County Judge and Director of Emergency Management. The two discuss how they worked together to respond to the crises of Harvey, what lessons they learned from previous storms, and what they learned from Harvey. I'm Ed Emmett. I'm Harris County Judge and Director of Homeland Security Emergency Management. And I'm Sylvester Turner, Mayor of City of Houston. So, Mayor. Yes, sir. <laughs> the, the day or two before Harvey, where were you? What was going on? You know, I think I, uh, we had that city council meeting on Wednesday when I uh, made the announcement during the mayor's report that there was something brewing or was uh, approaching the city. Didn't know whether I was going to actually hit. And I think you and I had a conversation either that Wednesday or the Tuesday before. And we said we were going to get together and start alerting people about uh, starting to make preparations. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of good news, bad news. The right. good news was Hurricane Harvey was going to land far south right. of us. But uh, I was beginning to hear from Jeff Lindner, our now famous meteorologist, right. uh, that there could be a lot of rain come our way. And he was talking, gosh, we could have 20 inches of rain. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, you and I had that press conference. And you emphasized that um, even though it appeared as though the hurricane was not going to hit us directly, it was going to be a major rain event. And then we were asking people to uh, make preparations, you know, get the food, the medicine, all of the things they needed to do just to prepare to hunker down, yeah. you know, <laughs> for that phrase. event. Right. <laughs> Glad to hear you use that phrase. No, I, I remember that. I, I borrowed it. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, it was clear. Yeah. The weather was okay, and then, of course, that the, the issue later came up uh, about evacuation, which yeah. I know drove both of us just up Bonkers. the wall because it wasn't even a decision we considered. Right, because the storm, the hurricane wasn't going to hit right. Houston-Harris County. And then you don't know where the rain's going to fall, right. and if we'd gone out on that Wednesday and said, everybody leave the county and the city, people would have laughed at us at, and you know, and that's and that's what I found so amazing uh, when this issue came up during the storm and after. The question was, we kept asking people, "Is it going to hit Houston Harris County?" Not. It was clear it was not going to hit Houston Harris County. It was going to be a rain event. And so, what do you do with in Houston, two point three million in the county, an additional four point five million folk? You know where they where they were going to go. So for for you and I, it was not a major decision point. No, it, it wasn't at all. In fact, the first decision I had to make was whether or not to cancel the Coldplay concert at NRG. I remember, I remember having that conversation. And and uh, it, it was dicey because we'd gone through. I always forget Memorial Day, Tax Day, whichever one the people came out of Toyota Center, and then they couldn't get home, and we didn't want that to happen out at NRG. And then the first day the rains came, which I guess was really Saturday, uh, first place I checked on, I said, did it rain in Meyerland? Or did it flood in Meyerland? Right. Everybody said, no, right. Meyerland's fine. I thought, Phew. Right. In fact, you know, people did pretty good in preparing that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, when we were asking people to, you know, make preparation. I can recall uh, 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. on Friday is when the hurricane hit along the lower Texas coast. And... Uh, I looked out the window from the house to see, you know, how much rain we were getting. We didn't get much. 
So we didn't get hardly any much on Friday evening. We didn't get much on Saturday. And then I was checking to see, okay, how's the water doing in the bayous? Everything was fine on Saturday. It was not until Sunday, uh, right around 5 o'clock, when we started getting reports that there was uh, several bands that were coming in that were going to be bringing quite a bit of rain each. And they just kept coming. And it, and, it, and it kept coming. And then you and I talked again, and we scheduled a press conference on that Sunday evening, I think right around, I want to say about 8.30, 9 right. o'clock. I'll never forget that press conference. You couldn't get there. Yeah. You, had to, you had to literally wade in. And- we got within a couple of blocks of the center, and then we literally had to walk in the rest of the way to get to get to the press conference. I think you didn't you even have to open some special gates to get across the UP they, railroad track. They had to they had to come and unlock the gates because the uh, the truck that I was in could not could not get the rest of the way. In fact, Acevedo, Chief Acevedo, uh, was out uh, about two blocks away, putting up helping to put up a barricade so people wouldn't go down in the, underneath that underpass. And then we walked the rest of the way to. Um, to, the, to, to where the press conference was going to be held and, you know, at Transstar. And that press conference was one of many things we did jointly, and and you and I have laughed about it since. But as I've gone around the country, you know, if you survive one of these, you become an expert. Right. And I'm not sure I know a whole lot more than I did before. But the thing they always point out is it was amazing how you and the mayor worked together. And hmm. I'm going, and you've heard me say it, right. what did they expect us to do, start yeah, throwing I, punches at each other? I mean... It's our job. And I find that amazing. But I've told many people before, I can't recall on any one of these sort of major events, okay, whether it was when we had the uh, the flooding, the tax day flooding, or even with Harvey, where you and I differed. I mean, we discussed, we reached a, a consensus, an agreement, and then we moved forward to execute. I tell people it was a seamless sort of operation, wasn't matter whether it was Houston, Harris County, however you want to look at right. it. Uh, but, you know, I appreciate the collaboration and the support that we gave to each other. And I think that that really did help the people to uh, to kind of stay calm in the midst of a huge storm. You know, I hear all the time from people that they just want us to be saying the same thing and working together, and, and, and I think we do that. Now, some of the events in Harvey were painful. I mean, for example, the decision to release waters out of the reservoirs. That was painful. And that hit you really hard. And that that was one where, you know, gee, we wish that hadn't occurred in the middle of the night. It would have been a little bit easier. If, if, If you and I both had gotten notice ahead of time, at the very minimum, we could have helped to provide notice to uh, to the people that were directly impacted. But I know we were concerned about the amount of water um, that had fallen and the amount of water that was on the what the western side of the uh, Attics and Barker Reservoir, the dams themselves. But um, that was one of those events. The rain has come. It seems okay. People that living right next to the, those reservoirs, they were in okay condition. I know we were getting the report that the uh, the Corps was going to have to release some some water to maintain the integrity, you know, those dams. And then and they and I remember they they told us I think it was like four thousand what do you call it CSP yeah. or C whatever. Yeah. Each they were going to wretch it up to about eight thousand. 
Uh, and then later on, in the late hours of the night, they decide to almost double that right. amount. Um, and that's what that's what caught a lot of people by surprise and their homes, the streets and homes uh, ended up flooding. That that was not one of the high moments at all. No, and the, the other low moment, of course, was Kingwood, that whole area. Yeah. San Jacinto River Authority releasing water. And, <clears throat> you know, my family used to live in Kingwood. And uh, anytime we hear about Kingwood flooding, we know they really mean Forest Cove, that little subdivision right, of the right. south. This time, it was, it was Kingwood. It was Kingwood There were whole. areas that had never flooded, were not in the floodplain, and that's in the city of Houston. But how do you handle all that? Well, I think that's that throughout this whole Harvey event, those two things, which you just talked about, were the most sensitive points. The release of water from the Attics Barker, the release of water by Lake Conroe. Because it was not the rain falling itself from the sky, but the release where thousands of homes uh, ended up flooding. Uh, and I think that, to me, uh, was just the low point of dealing with uh, this disaster caused by Harvey. You know, I, I do look back, though, and, and we, we learn lessons in all these events. And uh, for me, somebody asked, well, was there a positive? Well, one positive was after those earlier floods, we, being the county, the city, TxDOT, decided to block all of the underpasses where right. anybody had ever drowned. Right, and that was a big, that was a huge plus. We don't know how many lives we may have saved by doing right. that. that was Unfortunately, you did have the one police officer. Sergeant Perez. Now we know another underpass that we've got to block, but right. uh, we, we do learn lessons out of these things. The other lesson that that, that um, we learned, for example, I remember from the tax day flood, April 17, we had all of those people from the apartment complexes in the Greenspoint area. Uh, they were out on the bridge or at the apartment complex asking for help. So this time, in preparation, not knowing how much rain was going to fall, we had pre-positioned the shelter at the M.O. Campbell Center just in case. And when we got that weather report on Sunday at 5 p.m. that there was going to be a lot of rain, um, the police and the firefighters and others, you know, went directly to those Greenpoint apartments and and literally got hundreds of people out. And so by the time the rain did really come down on that Sunday night, I think there were about 2,000 people that were already in that M.O. Campbell shelter. That was a lesson learned from the storm before. And I think from this one now, um, the lesson learned is be on alert, you know, working directly like with the Corps, work directly with Lake Conroe, San Jacinto River Authority and others, and, uh, and then just make preparation for many of our vulnerable populations just in case. Uh, even though the hurricane may not hit, it's going to be a lot of rainfall, uh, maybe to try to make preparations for seniors and people with special needs, things of that nature. I, I was smiling when you were talking about the M.O. Campbell Center because mm-hmm. – it's not in the city of Houston. No, it is not. And uh, that was one of those cases where somebody said, well, the city can't do that. I'm going, of course, I mean, we don't pay attention, you know. Right. If the county can help and Aldine ISD, I guess they, they actually manage that. They, they stepped up, and I certainly want to thank them. And nobody worries about who, where is it, who's in charge. Well, my worry going forward, we're in hurricane season again, and everybody keeps talking about Hurricane Harvey. And Harvey wasn't a hurricane. And so I'm afraid that this year, if a hurricane approaches, uh, people who are impacted by Harvey may overreact 
similar to what happened with Rita. And right. we do not want people getting on the road if a hurricane comes our way. And I, you know, I, I remember the Hurricane Rita when the, that evacuation took place. I think the judge saw about 100 people that lost their lives on on the on road. The road. And as, as I've heard you say many times, every event is different. Every storm is different. Every storm has its own signature. Um, and so we have to, in, in many ways, customize our approach based on the uniqueness of each particular storm. And because the weather events don't stop at a, at a boundary, geographical right. boundary, um, you know, that was one of the reasons why we decided after the storm to jointly put together the uh, uh, local relief fund with the city and the county. Instead of the city having a fund and the county right. having a separate fund, we, com- we combine the two, and that, and that has worked wonders. O- over $100 million. It's, 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 I'm, 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 still, I'm constantly amazed. Over $100 million was, was generated by the local relief fund. And look, and because the dollars flow slowly, hmm. Uh, from no, outside. You, you, don't get, you don't want to get me started on that, do you? <laughs> because, because, the dollars, because the dollars flow slowly. I mean, and working through the various nonprofits, the grantees, a lot of people have been benefited in terms of uh, housing, housing repairs, housing assistance, emergency financial aid, case managers, uh, mental behavioral health care treatment, from those local dollars flowing to those nonprofits and directly benefiting uh, people in Houston, Harris County. Otherwise, many of them would still be waiting for some sort of assistance. Well, I think before I finish today, I have to acknowledge you and I have gotten a lot of attention and, you know, awards and this, that, and the other. But all those first responders and all those private citizens, they were the ones out there wading in the water, pulling people out of harm's way. There was one humorous part to that, though. When it came time to move people into shelters, Mm -hmm. uh, there have been so many people rescued, just put on dry land. Nobody kept track of where they put them, so we didn't Mm -hmm. know where they were. Okay, And so we had to go out and find them and say, you know, are you looking to go to a shelter and you know, some people go, well, no, I'm just out here getting gas. <laughs> okay, we'll leave you alone. But in the future, uh, we're going to get better. Yeah. So the thing about Harvey, we can smile now. We weren't right. smiling a lot then. Right. weren't sleeping a lot then either. But we learned lessons, and the next time we'll handle it better. Well, it was it was one of those deals where more rain fell on our area than most any place in, in the history of this country. But working collaboratively, you know, almost being a single single mindset, really, and Judge, I believe, helped to save a lot, a lot of lives. I hope so. Um, and with the help of, like you said, first responders, volunteers, good Samaritans, neighbors, people stepping up in the midst of a traumatic event. I mean, even in all of that chaos. We were still responding to people's needs. It wasn't just government, but it was the city, the county, and the community as a whole. To me, that's the takeaway. I, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time talking about the amount of water that fell. I spend a lot of time talking about uh, how people stepped up, worked together. Uh, they were not divided by party affiliation or what language people spoke, or whether they were documented or undocumented, rich or poor, people just stepped up in an amazing way 
and not a lot of grumbling or anger. People needed help, and people responded. Let's just cancel hurricane season from now on, okay? Man, I wish I could. (laughs) Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you. Working with you was great. Thanks. Stories from the Storm is a project of the Houston Flood Museum in partnership with Houston Public Media and is supported by Houston Endowment. Visit HoustonFloodMuseum.org.